Acts chapter 4, um, in Acts chapter 3, Peter and John were going to the temple. There was a man that was lame. They were, he was begging. They said, in the name of Jesus Christ, stand up and walk. And he did. He was leaping and joyful and, and, and made a big scene. And Peter, when people were coming by to see what the cause of all that was, um, he gave them a response of the gospel and told them, in, in Acts chapter 3 and verse 19, repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins be blotted out. And when all this happened, the, the Jews the, and the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the priests and everybody, all the religious, they came out and they were all upset. They put John and Peter in the hold and they beat on them a little bit and then they brought them out and said, what are you doing? And, and by what power, what authority? And they said, hey, look, by the, by the stone that you builders rejected, the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, this man walked. And if you think we should be quiet, well, you decide that for yourself. But we're just going to talk about what we know about. And it just confounded these people and they threatened them and turned them loose again. And now we're going to pick up the account in verses 23 through uh, 33. Okay. And it says in verse 23, And being let go, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. When they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said. So we're going to stop there just for a minute. The title of this lesson is The Prayer of Churchmen. The Prayer of Churchmen. Now, the, re the reason I say church men and not church people, yes, women do pray, but this was an audible prayer. And, and I don't believe that they were having uh, women lifting up audible prayer at this time. So the, the prayer of churchmen. So before they went to the Lord in prayer, they had, they had fellowship there. And you see that there was that report in verse number 20, verse number 23. They reported to their company, and when they let go, they went to their own company. Yeah. Okay? They, did, they didn't take out to the Jerusalem Gazette, and they didn't, they didn't report to everyone else in the world, and they didn't have collaborations, and they didn't have insiders and, and outsiders and, and, and secret Christians and carnal Christians and all this kind of stuff. But those that, that gladly received the word and were baptized and continued in the apostles' doctrine, the church, right? So whenever th things happen in our, in our society, it's, it's quick that people jump on social media and tell everybody else what happened. But it should be the delight when we hear of each other. This, this morning even, we were talking about uh, some of the things that happened yesterday. And, 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 and it should be a delight that we, that we hear of others' reports of, of outreach of the gospel. That should, be, that should be our life and our living is reporting the gospel. And we should be glad to he hear each other's reports uh, of the gospel news. Uh, well, did, did you broadcast the gospel? Yes. Well, well great. You know, and, and trust the Lord that he will save his people. It, it's not a success or a failure on our part if people believe or not, because it's not up to us anyways, right? But it should be an exciting thing for us to hear each other's uh, reports of the, of the glad gospel news and, and the reporting of them. And we should be glad to hear each other's reports, even of struggle and triumph in the Lord. When they come, we're going to read this prayer. When, when, they, when, when they came to these people and they told them what happened, they didn't just tell them all the sunshine parts, right? When they asked for boldness, that leads us to believe that they also had some fear. And they also had some trembling. 
And we're going to read about how Paul had also had fear and trembling in his reporting of the gospel. So in good times and hard times, we, we, should be, we should desire to hear each other's reports of the gospel. You know what that also does? It encourages us, every one of us, to encourage one another. If you don't have a report of, of the gospel, well, go report the gospel and report back, right? It, it, we should be encouraged to come together week by week and session by session and even privately to, to, to encourage one another to broadcast the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And again, it was their company. You tell this, if, if Peter and John would have told this to some people, they'd be like, who, who cares, right? But people who, who uh, this report of the gospel is important and sincere to, it, it, we should desire to see one another and hear the reports of the gospel sound. They didn't tell everybody. They didn't go tell outsiders. They didn't, they didn't communicate with every, every person. And, and, and they weren't saying this to be boastful. Look what I did. They were saying, for, for the cause and the name of Jesus Christ, this is what happened. So in reporting to others, you know, they reported to their company, reporting to others, you know what, it's really none of their business. When, when someone says, hey, look, uh, you know, how's the church doing? I say, we continue on in the Lord, right? I don't, I don't give them details. I don't give them insides and outsides and all that kind of stuff. We continue on in the Lord. Their company was the church. Their, the their company was the church. That's right. Uh, so reporting to outsiders and that kind of thing, you know, they're not co-laborers. They're not sympathizers, right? They, they, they wouldn't be hateful to them, but that's not who they report to, you know? That's right. And people don't like to report to churches, you know, because they, 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 they feel like that it even becomes like Romish or Popish and that kind of stuff. I, we report to one another, right? In the Lord, right? That's where to provoke one another on love and good works, but... And also, in addition to that, we are to, to, to testify unto one another good things that the Lord has done and opportunities. We really should. We should desire to do that. And we should have a desire to have a report to tell. So, so if we come to our own company and we have nothing to report of, of, of our testimony for the gospel, then again, we should be provoked then to desire to have a report. Desire to have a report. You look at the response here um, in, in verse in, in, in that verse in verse 24. And when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord. Just one point of interest, okay? Here before we get into this prayer, they didn't field light each other, okay? You know, you know what that means to field light somebody? Okay, so if it's completely dark, pretend like it's completely dark out here, and we got this 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 yard over here, and if I come out here with a flashlight and I a, a, a lighter and I light that thing, it looks pretty bright by itself, right? So if I say, you know what, I I I, I talked to somebody about the gospel this week. Well, how'd it go? Well, I. I threw up all over my shoes, you know, and, and it, I, I didn't say what I wanted to say, but I talked to somebody. Well, if you come right behind me and say, well, I talked to my thousands and ten thousands and whatever, rather than, than rejoicing in someone's report, you try to tell your report and feel like them, meaning you turn your light on and outshine their light, rather than rejoicing in their report and rejoicing in God, you, you try to say, well, this is what happened to me, Right. Make it about us instead of making it about the broadcasting of the gospel and rejoicing in the Lord. Be careful 
that when we hear each other's reports and, and hear each other's testimonies of our labors in the Lord, that we rejoice in the Lord first. And look at what they did. They didn't try to outdo one another with stories. You ever, you ever talk, tell, try to tell stories with somebody, and every time you tell a story, they, they try to tell a story that tops yours? Be careful not to do that. First glory in the Lord, right? And, and verse 24, And when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord. They were supportive uh, of Peter and, and, and of John, according to the gospel of Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God. Not giving thanks to Peter, not giving thanks to John. Lifting up their voice to God. Okay? And, and it's very important that, that we have that mindset because the broadcasting of the gospel is about God. It's about the Father sending His Son, Jesus Christ, to die for sinners. And the Spirit then quickening those that, that the Father has given unto the Son. Right? It's about acknowledging God and glorifying God. They lifted up their voice to God. They didn't outdo one another. They didn't shame one another. They, they, they lifted up their voice to God. And they did so in one accord. They were of one mind, one passion, one purpose. And there were at least 8,121 children of God in the Lord's assembly there in Jerusalem. Okay? So, find, you know, it's hard to find people that are of one accord, right? How, how can, how can a, a group that big be of one accord except... Except they be of one accord in the Lord, right? Except they be following after the Lord. If every man was out for himself and doing things their own way, then they can't be in one accord. But being of one accord, of one mind and person and, and passion, well, what was that passion? It was the broadcasting of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and in the uttermost part of the earth. There were 11 apostles at this time, 11 very different men. What was their purpose? What was their mind? What was their accord? That they'd be witnesses of Jesus Christ. That was their accord. That was their fellowship. That was their gladness, was the witness of the gospel. They also, in this prayer, look at this. They, and, and if you're looking for a model of, of prayer, yes, use the Lord's sample prayer. This is a pretty great model of prayer. That's right. Look at this. They, they, they were in one accord, right? They, they were, they, he said, lift up the word, thou art God. Okay? So what did they do? They, they acknowledged the, the Lord's godness. Yeah. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Right? They they acknowledged they acknowledged God's godness. So so in our moving and our doing and our praying and our coming together and our one accordness, we should acknowledge God's godness. You are God. I'm not God. We're not we're not God. We think we are sometimes, but we're just not. But in all things, God is God. The Lord, He is God. He is Elohim. He is the divine judge and ruler. That, that is, that, and, and, and in, this, in, in this prayer, you notice this prayer is supportive by their behavior. Sometimes our prayers aren't supported by our behavior, right? Oh, yes, Lord, you are God, but I'm going to sit under a tulip and never do anything you say. Why call you me Lord and do not the things I say? Luke chapter 6. They acknowledge the Lord's godness. They also acknowledge that the Lord, He is creator. Yeah. Look at this. Lord, Thou art God, which has made heaven and made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them, 
When you see the expansiveness of God's creative power, then we can better understand the the wonder and the delight of God's ability in the gospel. If I don't believe that God literally made the heaven and the earth, how can I believe that he will make the dead to live, right? You see, you can't separate the God of salvation from the God of creation. That's how the Bible starts, is the creative work of, of God Almighty. It doesn't start in the story in progress. You see the beginning, the Godness, and the Creator, God Almighty, then imposing Himself upon men in a delightful and joyful way unto men, saving them from their sins. Lord, you've made all. You're a creator. This is your show. This isn't my show. So when we acknowledge that God created the heaven and the earth and sea and all that is in them, what's in them? Well, I'm in them. So if he created all, then he created me. If he created all, then he created you. And the creator also has creative license to do with his creation whatever he pleases. Romans chapter 9, hath not the potter power over the clay? Right. Right? He can do whatever he wants with his creation. So these men coming together after after going through what they went through with those religious men, they, they come to their company, they report, and they, they acknowledge all these things about the Lord. And then look at their prayer. Verse 25. Who by the mouth of thy servant David has said, Why does the, does the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? The kings of the earth stood up and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. They recite the word of God in context. You you, want to pray and you don't know what to say. Recite the word of God in context. Lord, I don't know what to do. Lord, I know you made heaven and earth. Lord, you are God. Besides, you is none other. We've reported the gospel over here and there and thousands were saved. And these people threatened us and beat us and told us to shut up. Lord, you know... Lord, these things are happening according to your word. And what he recited was Psalm chapter 2. And y'all, y'all know this, but I'll, I'll read Psalm chapter 2, verses 1 and 2 for you here. Psalm chapter 2. I'll get there. Psalm chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed against his Christ. So when they're they're quoting these things, they know full well that these these rulers literally imagined or invented or pursued things against the Lord, and they had crucified him. And they stood in front of those very men that crucified the Lord with all boldness, testifying unto, unto them his name. They believed, and they recited the word of God. The judgment against the Lord and uh, the, the, the and the redirected against the apostles. That's what those men were doing. They had those wicked men, those that had imagined a vain thing. They had put their hands on the Lord's Christ and His followers, and now in front of Him, and and, and now they're reciting the Word of God. In John chapter 15 and 16, remember in our study, the Lord said, "Hey, look, they're going to think they're doing God's service, and they're going to throw you out of the temple, and they're going to kill you." thinking they're doing God's service. In in Philippians, remember your study in Philippians, when, when he said, have this conversation, but hey, look, in chapter one, you have hard times and it's evident of your belief in Christ, but it's also evident that they are ordained unto condemnation. In James chapter five, James chapter five and verse 
verse number 10, James chapter 5 and verse 10. Take my brethren, the prophets who have spoken in the name of the Lord for an example of suffering, affliction, and of patience, it says. But you know, as they prayed, their hearts were not faint. As they prayed, they prayed unto the God who indeed is God, the God that made the heaven and the earth, the God that through the, through the word of God in prophecy had, had spoken of those very events. Full assurance. Full assurance. Praise God. You know what they also did in their in their in their prayer, verse twenty-seven. For of a truth against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast appointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, were gathered together. They rehearsed the gospel. You don't know what to pray. Pray the gospel. Remind. Remind yourself in giving thanks to God of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. I know I'm a sinner. And God in his goodness sent his son to die for my sins. How should I live? Well, I know I'm a sinner. God in his goodness, in his mercy, in his love wherewith he loved me, he he sent his son to die for my sins, to make me from dead unto life. Ordain me unto good works. How should I live? What should I do? Be reminded of the gospel. They rehearse the power, provision, and providence of God in verse number 28. For to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determine before to be done. You think about what they're saying. Okay, God Almighty, you are God. There's none like you. You have declared the end from the beginning. You have made all. You have set in your providence events, and these men have handled the Lord's Christ with wicked hands for the good of your people, right? So when we read in Luke chapter 24, for the good of your people, they're, they're in their prayer. They're asking also for understanding how this, how this, would, how this would be to the good. And, and in verse, Luke chapter 24 and verse 44, and he said to them, These are the words which I spoke unto you while I was with you, that, were, that, that, that all the things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of the Moses and in, in the prophets and in the Psalms concerning me. Then he opened their understanding that they might understand the scriptures and said to them, Thus it is written and thus it behooved Christ. It was beneficial. It was, it was wonderfully necessary for Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day. Yes, by wicked hands they had done it. And now by wicked hands they are in front of the same people. Lord, the, the God Almighty, for to these people that have taken your Christ, they did whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done, and now we're in the same spot. So whatever happens to us, God Almighty, God of creation, God of the gospel, God of, of, of providence and prophecy, God Almighty of all, we come to you knowing that your counsel shall be determined with us as well. Thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. Thank the Lord. Oh, <laughs> times might seem tough, and and sometimes times might seem scarce. Thank the Lord 
thank the Lord because his counsel that is determined shall be done. There's nothing. Yesterday we were trying to get some of this trash out of the one side of the gutter. And, uh, you know, every single leaf that was supposed to end up in there ended up in there. Some, a lot of them ended up on the yard, but some of them ended up in there. And some of them on this side and not on that side or not in the front. They ended up where they're supposed to be. That's right. I heard one preacher say years ago, you could drive down a, uh, he said Kentucky because that's where we were. We can drive down a Kentucky dirt road wide open. And you can have a big trail of dust behind you, and providentially, every single speck of dust is going to land exactly where it's supposed to. In rehearsal of the providence of God, we must understand that we are here and now. We are here and now and have a charge to do what we're supposed to do, right? We are to thank Lord, the Lord in that charge. It might be tempting to think, the hell, I wish I was somewhere else doing something else. no. The Lord has placed us where we're supposed to be to do what we're supposed to do. And rehearsal of the power, provision, and providence of God and rehearsal of the gospel, you know, this almost sounds terrible to say, but just as much as God Almighty providence that Jesus would die for me, he also providence that I would live for him, didn't he? Isn't that what we've studied in Ephesians chapter in, 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 in Ephesians chapter two? Look at this. Ephesians chapter two. For by grace are you saved through faith, and not out of yourselves is the gift of God, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Not of works, I see any man should boast. For or because we are his workmanship. His gospel did something. It made something. Created in Christ Jesus unto good works. So it was just as much as it was given for him to die for me, it was given for me to live for him. Created in Christ Jesus unto good works that God had before ordained that we should walk in them. Just as much as he was ordained to die for me, I was ordained to live for him. You can't separate those things. And it was the Lord. As it was with the Lord, so it will be with the Lord's people. That's that's mind-blown. It's mind-blown. God help me. This is, look at this transition in verses 29 and 30. Okay, so, so Lord, we, I, I know you're the God. You are God. You, there is none like unto you. You made heaven and earth. You declared your word. You have, you, you have sent your Christ according to your providence. And, 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 and by wicked hands and all these things, they've happened. Look at verses 28 and 29. For to do whatsoever thy hand hath and thy counsel determined before to be done, and now, Lord, let their threatenings, uh, behold their threatenings, and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word. Yeah. Behold their threatenings. The Lord knows. The Lord knows what they were doing. If, if, if it was determined that Pilate and Herod would do to Christ what they did, it was also determined what, what Caiaphas and all those others were doing to these men, Right? Lord, behold their threatenings. The Lord knows. He cares. He watches over his people. The Lord knows. They hate him. They'll hate us. No doubt. They're calling for the Lord's will in these things. Lord, behold them. He didn't say stop them. He said behold them. Lord, Lord, you know, take your special care that you've promised. Lord, behold these things. He's calling for the Lord's care in these things. Lord, you, you know these these things are determined. 
Be with us. You told us you'd be with us until the end of the age. Be with us. Continue with us. Behold them. And you're going to see something pretty cool. Grant boldness. Boldness. That's freedom or openness of speech. That's not rudeness of speech. That's openness of speech. Speak thy word. Don't ask for boldness without preparation to speak the word of God. But speak the word of God. Our speech, the gospel, according to the word of God. But look at what they ask for. Granted, their boldness. There's a comma there, verse 30. By stretching forth. How? 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 By stretching forth thy hand to heal. That's an interesting phrase. To heal. The word heal means to cure. Okay? What needed healing? What needed curing? Well, they well, there's a couple things. I believe because because they are human beings, maybe their hearts, maybe their hearts were fearful. Maybe their hearts was were were just a little bit shaken. Lord, grant unto thy children, grant unto us, thy servants boldness because after what we just experienced yeah. I like it Scared. I like Nervous. oh man Nervous. can you have you experienced something like that you, yep. you, you ever been whipped a little bit grant heal Lord I, I need for me to do what you have asked me to do I need healing yeah. but he's also asking they're also asking I believe healing of the broken and hateful hearts of the hearers Heal their hearts. You you can save, Lord. Heal. Stretch forth your hand and heal. Cure this thing. Cure it. They desire that those people that threatened them and beat them and told them to shut up and, and, and quit, they desired the sal- their salvation, as Brother Adam was saying. They, they desired salvation here. They desired help for themselves and salvation for others. They also prayed for verification. Look at this. And that signs and wonders may be done by the name or the fame, glory, reputation, gospel of thy holy child, Jesus. I'm convinced that these types of signs, the, the raising up of the sick and of the dead and the tongues and all that stuff, I'm, sign, I'm, I'm convinced that all that stuff is, is over right now. So there's going to be some pretty amazing signs and wonders during the tribulation period. But I'm convinced those kinds of things, are, are uh, they ceased. But I'm convinced that the greatest sign that can be shown in the name of Jesus Christ is not a lame man walking, but a dead man living. Yeah. There is no greater sign than, than uh, of the gospel than conversion, right? That's right. In our day. Now, the, the sign was the gospel, this, right? The death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. One rose from the dead, Christ himself. But in a practical sense, today, they're, they're praying for salvation of souls. Yeah. That signs and wonders, not just, not just for the sign's sake, but for, salva- for salvation in the name of Jesus Christ. For, for, for Christ's sake, that souls would be saved and what signs and wonders that would be. It was not the sign and wonder of that man leaping. Remember? The sign and wonder, chapter 3 and verse 16, Peter said, In his name, through faith in his name, hath made this man strong, whom ye see and know. Yea, the faith which is by him Christ hath given him this perfect soundness in all the presence of you all. 
So it wasn't the it wasn't the leaping that saved him. It was the salvation that made him leap. Yeah. You see? That's right. So healing and the wonder, salvation of souls. Praise God. Verification. Yeah. I believe that being filled with the Holy Spirit, great evidence is speaking. And he was speaking with. They were speaking with great boldness. And, and when they they said unto him, Peter answered in verse twenty nine. And the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than men. Yeah. That the God of our fathers raised up Jesus, whom he slew and hanged on a tree. Him hath God exalted with his right hand to be the prince and the savior for, the, for to give repentance and Israel and forgiveness of sins. You see, the Lord and his Christ. I'm sorry, that's in chapter 5, verses 29 and through 31. I didn't tell you all that, but it's chapter 5, verses 29 through 31. Verification. So when they went out preaching the gospel, they desired to see souls saved. There was resistance. People didn't like it. There were threatenings. They came and told their company, and in prayer and in one accord, they acknowledged God as creator and God of all, they recited the gospel. They desired the power of provision and providence of God in their lives. They called upon their Lord, the Lord and, and for strength and for courage. Yeah. Lord, we desire to see souls saved. In verse 32, Acts chapter, excuse me, Acts chapter 4, we read verse 30, 31. And when they had prayed, they, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were filled with the Holy Ghost and spake the word of God with all boldness. And the multitude of them believed were of one heart and one soul. The verification, again, I believe, verse 31, I, I believe that the shaking of the house, oh, could the Lord shake this house today? He could. Yep. But I believe that verification was for that day and for that occasion. Yeah. I believe the same Lord that verified their request is still good to fulfill our requests today. Yeah. I believe that when we pray and we go and we move and we do, that the Lord will accomplish his purpose just as he always has. How should they believe except to be... Uh, be told the gospel, right? Except they hear. We, we, it should be our desire to broadcast the gospel. And in these men, as they broadcasted the gospel, their prayer, you can see their hearts in their prayer to glorify God and that souls would be saved. That was, that was their prayer. You know, when they asked for authentication there in verse 30, when it came in verse 31, they were still at a place where they needed to, to see, right? Thomas didn't believe because he didn't see. Yeah. What, what did the Lord Jesus Christ say? Blessed are those. That Blessed are they that believe and have not seen. Not seen. Right? If you need this house to shake for you to believe, then pray for faith. Pray for greater faith. I believe the Lord the grants the request, and how does he do that? When the signs and wonders that we should be praying for is salvation of souls, yeah. right? Well, it would be 
absurd for us to pray for salvation of souls and then, again, sit under a tulip, right? No, we are to be broadcasters of the gospel. I thank God for y'all. I really do. Desiring to go out and, 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 and tell others of the gospel, hundreds if not thousands have, se- have seen by, by, that, by the testimony of your own hands the gospel of Jesus Christ for his glory. I don't know what method Noah used, but I know he preached righteousness with a hammer, didn't he, for 120 years. I thank God for y'all. I really do. And I know your desire isn't just to check a box, but it's to see souls saved. See souls saved. And not just to fill out this house, but for the glory of God, that in the ages to come, his people being saved from their sins will give glory unto him. Being filled with the Holy Spirit, each one of us should desire, desire to see souls saved. They prayed, the house shook, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spake the Word of God with boldness. You know, if somebody says that they're filled with the Holy Spirit, but the Word of God never comes out of their mouth, there's something missing. That's right. There's something big missing. And that's speaking the Word of God, it's different to speak it and live it. Right. So when they were praying for boldness, the freedom and openness to live for him, to live for him, you see. And in all that, verse 32. And the multitude of them that believed were of one heart and one soul. One, they, the heart means mind or purpose or endeavor. They were moving in the same direction and that being a testifier and a witness of Jesus Christ. They had the same soul. Uh, some people believe in a collective salvation. I don't believe in a collective salvation. When it says they had one soul, that means they had the same feelings and desires and affections and, and, and aversions. and uh, They had the same secure, et- eternal blessedness. They, 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 they were all partakers of the peace and mercy and grace of Jesus Christ and desired with all boldness to testify of him and live for him. Neither said any of them that aught of the things which he possessed was his own, but they all had things common. We're going to study verse 32 with the following passage next time. Read verse 33, though. And with great power, or power means strength or ability. The Lord said, I'll give you power, strength, and ability in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. We've already read it. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them all. Great power. That power was from the Trinity, if you really know about it. In John chapter 15, that power, that ability. The Lord said in Acts chapter 1 verse 8 that, that he would... That he'd, that the Spirit would come and they'd have power or ability to go testify of Him. John chapter 15, verses 26 and 27. But when the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, is come, whom, whom I, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God, will send to you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceeded from the Father, He shall testify of me. And how will He testify of me? And ye shall bear witness. So the power that they had, the power in Acts chapter 4, verse 33, the great power or ability was from the Father, 
through the Spirit, commanded of the Son, according to his death, burial, and resurrection. They were witnesses of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. To witness of his gospel. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Jesus Christ came to seek and save that which is lost. He came to save sinners. Yes. came to save sinners. That ability. It, it's not self-given. It's not self-driven. We can encourage one another, but that is a gift of God. You know, I've been around a lot of people. You can, you can hear a lot of amazing messages and say, Oh, wow! And as soon as it's over, you walk out and everything's just the same. But when the, when the Trinity is involved... And the power of the Trinity is involved. Those people will live and breathe the gospel. It's amazing. And you see that they were of one heart in doing so. And with great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them all. 8,121. That we know of. That we know of. It says great grace, large, abundant grace. That grace, joy, pleasure, delight, sweetness, love. It was wonderful. God exerting his holy influence upon souls, turning them, keeping them, strengthening them, increasing them in faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. And with all faith, knowledge, affection, and exercise of Christian virtue, these people had great grace upon them. What do you mean? They... Those that laid their hands on the Lord Jesus Christ threatened them. What do you mean they had great grace upon them? Well, you have to understand what great grace, the lens that they were looking through, again, is according to God Almighty, the Creator, the Provider, the God of provision and providence and power, the God who saved them according to His gospel, the God that would grant them boldness to speak of that holy child, Jesus Christ, the God that shook the house, the God that told them to go. You know, if someone doesn't have the peace of God that passes understanding, it's difficult to find grace in such times. But these people, it says, great grace was upon them. Well, how do you know? How do you know if great grace is upon somebody? Can, can you look in my heart? Can, you look in, can I look in your heart? No. Well, it must be how they live then, right? Their response. You know that you would know if I had great grace based on my response, if I have great grace or not. We're studying Third John. Beloved, fallen not that which is evil, that which is good. He that doeth is of God. He that doeth not good, uh, who doeth evil, hath not seen God or perceived God or interacted with God. Great grace. And this all in the face of hostile opposition. Rejection and apparent fear. That's why they asked for boldness. Remember that. God granted them grace when they were afraid. When Paul went to went to Thessalonica in Acts chapter 17, there were some people that were trying to beat him down and kill him, and he had to leave, and he went all over the place, and he ended up in Corinth. Look at what he told the church at Corinth, the first Corinthians there. Right? Oh, Paul, the Apostle Paul. People love the Apostle Paul. Do you ever think of the Apostle Paul as one that was afraid? Oh, he was fearless. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 1. And I, brethren, when I came to you, I came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. 
For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. He wasn't elaborating. Oh, in, in Thessalonica, he was declaring and he was alleging from the scriptures. He was opening up. He came in in simplicity, told him the gospel. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. He didn't know what was going to happen next. And his buddies told him to go on without you. So he, he's without his company. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and, and, of, and of power. You've, you know when you've been out declaring the gospel, you'd say, man, if someone's saved, it should, it, today's the day that I know it wasn't me. I just don't have the words and I'm stumbling and, and I'm afraid and I don't, I don't know that your faith should not, should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Paul, yes, they were given ability and they were given strength in Acts chapter 4, but I believe they asked for boldness because they were experiencing what Paul declared to the Corinthians. They were, they were beaten, they were weak, they were trembling, they were afraid. Lord, I need your help. This type of prayer, the prayer of churchmen, we, I need this. We need this. We have opposition. We have mockers. We have deserters. We have people who are indifferent. We were standing over there right next to that holiday festival, and it's amazing how many people were indifferent and taking alternate paths so they wouldn't have to talk to us. Just it's boldness to stand for God's glory and not to say that we did it, but for God's glory and that he would save his people from their sin. We also need to be more open with ourselves and with God about our fear. I can, I can pretend like I'm not afraid and so can you, but God knows better. The more, what did John the Baptist say? He must increase, I must decrease. The more we acknowledge our frailty, the more I acknowledge my fear, the more I will seek him for boldness. And you know he'll grant it. A child of God seeking the Lord and asking the Lord for boldness to do, in a practical sense, my son comes to me and says, hey, look, Dad, how, how do I do better the things you've asked me to do? Would I be upset with him about that? Shouldn't. Lord, you've told me to do things, and you've put me here in this assembly. Lord, I, I'm scared. I'm nervous. I, 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 I need, I need, I need. I'm poor and needy. Lord, please give me things that I need to do what you've told me to do. You think he'd fail in that? I don't. We ought to echo this prayer. I should echo this prayer. You should delight and see grace in having a report. They had a report. We, sh we should share our reports. We should receive reports, desiring to hear the wonders of the Lord. Oh, I told, I told the gospel to somebody, great. I told the gospel to 10 people, great. Somebody believed, amazing. Where are they? A thousand people didn't. The Lord knows. We should ex exercise genuine prayer over these matters. In one mind, one accord, one purpose, one passion, we should know that the Lord, he is God, and we should acknowledge his Godness. We should acknowledge him as creator. We should recite the word of God with full assurance. We should rehearse the gospel, even to one another. We should rehearse the power and provision and providence of God. I don't know why we're here, but God does, and he's purposed it.
We should thank the Lord for what he has done and thank the Lord for what he will do and thank the Lord what he keeps us from. As it was with the Lord, so it will be with the Lord's people. Everything shall be accomplished according to his purpose. We should call upon the Lord. Yes, Lord, behold their threatenings. The Lord, you know, you care, you watch over us. Lord, hear them. Behold them. Grant boldness in spite of those things. Give me liberty and fearlessness of speech, Lord, to speak thy word, not my thoughts, your word. Lord, I, we should pray for healing, for cure of my the debilitations of my heart. My, my, it gets hard. Lord, please help me to stand. We should pray for the broken and hateful hearts of hearers that the Lord would heal them. We should pray for verification. And what would that be? The Lord saved his people from their sins and he added to the church daily such as should be saved for his glory, for his glory. We should be of one heart. We should expect, yeah. we should expect power, ability or strength from God to do what he's told us to do. We and, and that's not demanding, and that's not having a, a an insolent heart, but he, he did say he'd be with us, didn't he? Yeah. We should expect God Almighty to be faithful to his own word. We should expect great grace from the Lord, a joy, a, a delight in doing what he's told us to do. I believe that was a happy day in that room when they came and gave such a report unto their company and prayed one with another unto the Lord. Sin and hear of that holy child Jesus. Hear of him that God Almighty in the flesh came to save his people from their sins. A fit substitute. The fit substitute. None other else will do. He will satisfy the wrath of God for his people. Those outside of Christ that believe not, the wrath of God abides on them, it says John chapter 3. How can one escape such terrible, terrible wrath? How can they escape what is due unto them? Acts chapter 3, verse 19. Repent ye therefore, and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. When the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. Repent. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. May the Lord bless the preaching of his word.